0: And then they have that breakthrough. They realize I am worthy. I am valuable. I deserve more. I deserve to live this life. Life is worth living if I do it. And it has nothing to do with anyone in the world but me. I am important. My past is important. My present is important. My future is important. Hi,
1: welcome to the Cheerfully Cheryl podcast. I'm Cheryl Simmons, your life coach bestie, helping you to build success, no matter what it means to you, while living a cheerful life. So grab your headphones or turn the volume up and continue doing you. Don't worry, I'll tell you when to take notes. All right, let's jump in. Hello friends, we have our very first guest on the podcast and I'm so happy to have her. She's a current client of mine, but I've been a fan of her thought style and expertise for quite some time. Natifa Walters is like us, a woman that wears many hats. During the day, she's a licensed full-time social worker for the New York State Office of Mental Health and she runs her own private practice, Gifts of Therapy. She is a wife and mother to two beautiful children that I have had the pleasure of meeting, and they are beautiful. Today on the podcast, we're talking about the differences between stress and anxiety, and you know here on the podcast we love to take action. So Natifa shares with us the best methods to reduce stress and take care of our mental health. Now, this podcast is recorded and edited by yours truly, and know that we recorded this just a few nights ago before bedtime for our children, so if you hear little laughs or screams in the background, just embrace it and give us grace. We were imagining you were sitting in with us on this conversation, and stay tuned until the end to hear a bit of a candid conversation we had when we thought we stopped recording. (laughs) I told you I'm doing this solo, right? done is better than perfect I always say all right listen in hello Natifa Walters it's so exciting to have you on the podcast you are my very first podcast guest Woo-hoo. <laughs> and I'm really excited that it's you so I have a ton of listeners here who have no idea how awesome you are like I do will you introduce yourself to everyone
0: Yes, well, thank you, Cheryl. I'm so excited to be on the Cheerfully Cheryl Show. Um, My name, like Cheryl said, is Natifa Walters and I am a licensed clinical social worker in New York. Well, welcome to
1: the podcast. Um, As our first guest, we really wanted to make sure that we are giving our listeners the full concept of living a joyful and success-filled life. And with that, as busy working humans, there's so many things that pop up in between. And as a mental health expert, we're looking for your expertise on a variety of things. But first, will you share with us how you got into the world of mental health to begin with?
0: Um, well, I started off after undergraduate um, school, I was considering going into get my PhD on a more research-based track, but I decided um, after a lot of schools told me I really wasn't ready for that. um, I did a few um, sessions in school, whatever, like um, counseling sessions. And it really just sparked the interest with me I'm doing talk therapy. So I said, why don't I pursue this? And so I got into school kind of not knowing and then just growing from there and just feeling like, yeah, this is my, I love this. I love seeing people change. I love creating change and um, talking through people, talking with people through their lives is something I really enjoy doing.
1: Pretty cool. So it sounds like you, you always had this interest and you kind of just followed that. Do you have any interesting
0: stories
1: throughout your time doing this kind of work?
0: Okay, so I wouldn't necessarily, I can't really go into like details about like what has happened with me and my clients, but I will say, interesting enough, I didn't realize how attached I would grow to this work. And um, I think my very first case, I actually... It's a screaming I don't know. If My very first case, I really just wanted to see her through a process, or so this person through a process. And I found myself like, after leaving that job, I just followed her. Like I was checking her Instagram and stuff. Like I hope she's doing well. I hope she's like, they are succeeding. I hope that they are just um striving. And so. Um, it was good that I had the supervision in place to say, hey, you know, it's, it's okay that you get these attachments, but sometimes you have to let people go. And so, so one, I realized how connected I was to people and how much I enjoyed working with people. And I guess it was just interesting. I had to just um, find a balance between the two that um, it's okay to care about people and just let them go on and do their best. So-
1: no, I hear that too. It's similar over here with uh, my coaching clients, right? We work together for what feels like forever, but it's really just a few short months. And then after that, you're so invested in the process. You really want to see, see them through and see what happens and, and how that little bit of success that happened when you're together flowers into something greater and more beautiful, more impactful. And my favorite is when I get to see other people impact others, after working with them so I totally get that I don't think it's stalkerish I think it's part of being someone's support squad their cheerleaders that you just it just kind of never ends right
0: yes absolutely it just it, it never does but it does come to an end but it's also like you know you care you want to see them through true, true. a
1: true sign of passion So, I'm going to switch gears a little bit here. I know that a lot of my clients and listeners as well have very busy lives. They're working multiple jobs. A lot of times they're juggling responsibilities in the home, whether they're moms, homeschooling, all the things. And especially this time of year, it's winter here in New York. The sun rarely comes out. Um, You know, we haven't had that time to connect with friends in the ways that we have maybe this time last year due to the pandemic now I know that a lot of people are experiencing stress heightened levels of stress can you share with us what is or what are some signs of stress versus what are some signs of anxiety and what the two look like or what the differences may be
0: well I think um yeah so one I 100% 100% agree with you. We are definitely living in different times than many of us probably have ever experienced. Um, and so I do believe that on top of just being that everyday, our everyday life struggles, that there's just these these added pressures to it. With that being said, um, stress is very much, um, stress and anxiety look alike in that we have, it's sort of um, our Our body and our mind, uh, our behavior, all of those responding to outside factors in impacting uh, us on the inside. And so, for example, it could be like, you know, you 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 think about the amount of work that you have. You think about all the tasks that you have to do. And so those are external factors. And you begin to process them internally. And so. Th- they both look like that, how we're sort of processing these external factors internally, right? The difference though, between the two, oh, excuse me, and we process them, it could be like a physiological response. So like sweating, it can be seen in both being stressed out and that could also be seen in having anxiety. I think the difference between the two is that um, just how their levels are. So stress is a very, um, seen as a very, um, addressable thing. And so when I say addressable, it's very, um, it can be fleshed out. So you ask someone, like, hey, what are you stressed about? And that person can sort of verbalize what they're stressed about. Like, I have 10, I have 10 clients to see, I have to go grocery shopping, I have to walk the dog, I have a lot of work to do. So stress can be a very um, vocal thing. And it can sort of be surface level for everyone. Like, you know, I have a certain level of stress, this thing is impacting me, I'm feeling worried about it, right? It's a level of worry anxiety is actually not, it, it. one, it's very, it can be very debilitating. And there's, there's so many levels to anxiety, but anxiety is often unexplained. So one little thing about anxiety is phobias can come up from anxiety. So a small one I'll, I'll mention to you is like this thing called agoraphobia. And it is the fear of going out, right? N- the person can't, they can pinpoint it to, you know, oh, like, you know, the, the World Trade Center, Collapse. And so now I fear going out. They can pinpoint it to something, but they can't really, um, process. Why is their brain making such a connection to it? Why do I feel like the World Trade Center, um, events are going to happen again to me? Why? And so it becomes very hard for them to verbalize. And that is because anxiety is steeped one in sort of our, like a lot of, a lot more factors than stress and anxiety can be really sort of like having social anxiety. I know I don't want to talk to people, but I don't know where it comes from, where it's rooted in. And it could be very rooted in our upbringing, nature versus nurture, all of those things. Whereas again, stress is very surface level. So what you'll find is while everyone deals with stress, anxiety has a way of sort of picking people, a lot of people, but um, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily pick everyone because um, more people have the tools to sort of stay at a stress level rather than getting to an anxious level.
1: No, yeah, I I love this distinction, because I think that while the stigmas around mental health are decreasing, we see a lot of people, I mean, I see all the time on social media and in Pinterest, a lot of people are throwing around the word anxiety right? And they're communicating that anxiety looks a lot like stress. So I know for some of us that already deal with a a hefty amount of daily or basic stress, it could be challenging to determine whether this is a normal amount of stress or is there something underlying behind this, right? We're, We're all kind of concerned or worried about getting the laundry done or food on the table or that one project for work you know those type of things but how do I determine whether that stress is just from the collective of all of the stress that we have as busy working humans or whether it's something deeper that I should get more help for. But thank you for making that clarification versus surface level and something deeper that can't particularly be pinpointed because I haven't heard that one before. Given what you've just said, what you've just told us, What would you suggest for some of these busy working humans that are doing all the things, juggling all the things, super stressed? What would you suggest for them to decrease those stress levels so that they can avoid the point of anxiety, if that is
0: even possible to do? Um, I would say, so at the point, so one, we can do a lot of work to sort of avoid anxiety, but sometimes there are precipitating factors that we can't sort of prevent. So um, the first way is to develop coping skills. So one, when we are stressed, I mean, even in a, on a small scale, having a to-do list is sort of manages stress, which doesn't lead to that will help sort of um, if it does lead to anxiety. But I will say this, that anxiety comes from our, it's sort of our, our fear of dealing with the unknown. So for example, like you have laundry to do and you're like, okay, um, I just need to put it on the to-do list and get to it. And then you don't get to it. And it's just like, you know, okay, this becomes stress now, like now it's added to the plate because I have more stuff to do and et cetera. But if you, for example, have experienced precipitating factors, meaning that um, you have had, you just had a baby. So that's hormonal, right? You can't change the hormones that are exhibited in you. You've had parents who had poor sort of responses to anxiety. You've experienced trauma, all of those things, right? Even if you, you can be as, to, as taskful as possible, but if you sort of feel debilitated in doing that task, meaning that you know, I just am unable to do what I need to do. Like my thought process are overtaking me that I begin to think about um, the laundry um, not being done. And, you know, how is this laundry not being done going to affect my spouse? How is this laundry not being done going to affect my children? And is it going to be more laundry piled up on that? Is no one ever going to have cl- um, clothes to wear, et cetera. Those types of things um, are sort of managed by having coping skills. Those things are sort of coping skills for anxiety looks like deep breathing, positive self-talk, uh, I mean, and the gamut goes on, whereas stress, it can look like I can hand out the tasks to other people. Listen, I got too much laundry, honey, can you take care of it? I have too much laundry, as I'm stressed about it, I can send it to a, a service to do it, etc. So stress can look like, it, again, it's very verbal. You can verbalize what it is and you can manage it. You can sort of um, flesh it out, if that makes sense. Anxiety to more so cope with it. Um, really, I think it's about having one, they have self-assessments online. If you think you're suffering from anxiety um, or you can go see a doctor and then you can really do some of those um, therapeutic um, therapeutic helps such as, you know, having somebody teach you about muscle relaxation. Like I I love self-talk. So I say, I don't want to say it again, but self-talk is really, really helpful. And just to name a few, but the the gamut runs on of different things that you can do to manage both stress and anxiety.
1: Yes. I love all of those suggestions. I'm really big on self-talk as well. And I might've shared it here on the podcast. If I haven't, I'm sure it'll be in upcoming episodes, but I do a series of mantras or what I call my daily practice every day. I'm talking to myself in a positive manner, because if you are not talking to yourself positively, you cannot depend on anyone else to, to give you those positive thoughts about yourself. So um, for me and for the clients that I work with, repeating some of those positive mantras rituals affirmations it's so many names these days right for what we call it it's so helpful in getting you in the right mindset and particularly when those stressors pop up i know for me I'm, i'm a mom as well doing all the things working from home if I have a moment where I'm feeling stressed or overwhelmed because I didn't get this project done and, you know, it's time for dinner to be done. I will literally go into the bathroom, <laughs> close my eyes, sit on the toilet and repeat the, this, this positive self-talk in my head until I feel a little bit empowered and inspired to, to go and tackle the rest of the day. Now, I know that you are also a mom of two beautiful Mm -hmm. little children. (laughs) Yeah. You are a working professional. You are now running your own business. You're doing all the things. You're a wife. Everything is happening. What are some things that make you feel inspired or that fill you up and give you the opportunity to live your best self? What are some tactics that you use for yourself besides self-talk? Because I know that one's your favorite.
0: one is my favorite? I I self-talk all day. (laughs) Oh, you can talk about it. You can talk about it I'm definitely encouraging myself all the time. I think people actually, I do it like just uh, constantly actually. But so things that really inspire me is often the work that I do with people. It keeps me going. Like I sometimes have sessions with people and just to see them make breakthroughs, things that like, you're just like, yeah, you know from a distance you're, you're objective you're outside of it so you can see all these areas that you know it would be so great if they if they would just push forward in this area, push forward in this area. But they have to realize that for themselves because that creates more ownership on it. And so you sit quietly as a therapist and you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting. And then they have that breakthrough. They realize I am worthy. I am valuable. I deserve more. I deserve to live this life. Life is worth living if I do it. And it has nothing to do with anyone in the world but me, I am important. My past is important. My present is important. My future is important. And when people realize it, I'm like, Hey, welcome to the club. All right. You know, and it's just like, you're, you're literally like winning souls back for themselves. Like people who are truly genuinely loving on themselves because I just believe that we can't do for others. We can't love others if we don't do it for ourselves and so when I see it, when I see people coming into this club, because it is a club, it's it's this group of just you love yourself, you are worthy, and you know it, and you're walking in it. And so the more people added into this club, I just feel inspired to just go get more. I'm I come on, come on, whoever, come on in, come on mm. in. I'm just excited. <laughs> that's that's why you know. My company is called what it's called is because it is a gift, something that could never be under Any Christmas tree, you can't find it in any partner. You can't find it in any child you have. You can't find it in any relationship you have. You can't find it in any job you have. It is in you. And you have to sort of look in you and say, I am worthy. It doesn't matter how much people tell you you love, they love you. It doesn't matter how many times people tell you you're beautiful. If you don't believe it for yourself, you can't get there. You really can't, and so when I see people get there and they believe it, they be wholeheartedly believe it. I'm just, I'm sold, and it pushes me further. So I've had, I've had those interactions with people, and I continue to have those interactions with people. And so I'm just like, okay, I could wake up and do this one more day.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, I totally agree. It's amazing to see what people can accomplish when they believe that they can accomplish it whether it's mental health related or whether it's about getting that next promotion there's so many things that hold us back on this planet mm-hmm. and to to see people see those things that have hold the, held them back in the past and bust through them move them out the way do more and pull others through with them it is really inspiring i i feel you there my goodness Thank you so much for chatting with us today. I would love to spend so much more time with you. I'm already thinking of other topics that we can invite you back to talk on, but can you share with us where we can find you? Like, What can we do with you no matter when we're listening to this podcast that can help us connect with that part of us where we're self-talking and we are just feeling so good
0: about ourselves? I can be found. So my um, private practice is called gifts of therapy. So that's G-I-F-T-S, gifts with an S of therapy. Um, So you can just search me at, you know, www.giftsoftherapy.com. I am on Instagram at gifts of therapy. And so, and also coming up, February 1st to the 4th um, at 9 p.m. on Instagram Live, I'm going to be doing a series on anxiety, just talking about what it is, different coping skills, how to do that self-talk. Like I have a whole series, one whole series, one day just devoted to self-talk, dealing with our feelings, all of those things. Um, And so we're going to be, well, excuse me, I'm going to be doing that series February 1st, February 2nd, February 3rd, February 4th at 9 p.m. They're not going to be very long sessions. We'll talk and do some work. And then I will close out with a coping skill that you can sort of play back. So even if you can't catch the live, um, it'll be saved. So you can just catch it whenever you can. And I'm just hoping that we do that work.
1: Awesome. Thank you for that wonderful gift from Gifts of Therapy. I'm so excited to take part in the series and learn some new things. And I know that everyone else listening is as
0: well. So I
1: just wanted to thank you for joining us today.
0: Well, thank you so and- much for having me. I feel so honestly, I'm just so I feel awesome being here and I feel good about the work that you're doing. So I'm
1: excited. Thank you. You know. If those of you that are in my cheerful network newsletters, Miss Natifa Walters was featured just a few emails ago. So each newsletter, I shout out a cheerful community member that we're rooting for, So if you have not yet seen those emails, hop on my email list. You can look in the show notes. There's a link provided or just go ahead to cheerfullycheryl.com. It'll be a nice little window that pops up that says join the cheerful network. But until then, my beautiful friends and the beautiful Nativa Walters of Gifts of Therapy have a beautiful day, a wonderful evening, and a cheerful life. Cheerfully. Okay, Here. y'all, this is when I thought we had stopped recording, but it continued to record. As I was editing and I listened through our extra half hour of mom talk, I decided to keep some of these
0: gems. Here
1: they go. But thank you.
0: No problem. No problem. I
1: often, I often um, confuse stress and anxiety because when people talk about them, they sound the same, to me at least. And they do. Like, oh, I'm, I'm Honestly, anxious so about this, right? I'm anxious about this. Oh, I'm anxious about this job promotion. I'm anxious about this review. Like I, I find that I'm having to talk to people about anxiety versus excitement,
0: right? So, so here, so here's the difference though. So would you say to somebody, um, so there's a difference between somebody who has a, um, an anger issue and someone who is just angry. So to constantly okay. be in that state is what is actually, that's why anxiety is more debilitating um, because it's, you're sort of in a constant state of worry. So for, exa- for example, like you just, you, I mean, it's so crazy how our mind works, but we all have like uh, defense mechanisms. Like we all like have red, al- red alarms, right? So like, if you don't, you call your kid right now, you don't hear them, you get it a little bit alarmed, right? but what is supposed to click for us is all these common sense things or common sense. Things. Part one, they could be in the bathroom. They could sort of um, not hear you. They, all mm-hmm. these things. And that is sort of, it, it that's stressful. Anxiety is you don't have the tools to sort of answer it. Like you become a hypochondriac. Like they could be dead. They could be drowning. Um, the whole world doesn't like me, all these things. And so literally people are living like this. Like they, it's it's so amazing just how much we are in a state of worry. And a lot of it is coronavirus, look at it. Nobody knows when this shit is going to end. So it's just like (laughs) people are in a constant state of worry, almost to the point where now they're scared to go outside, right? And different things like that. And so that's kind of what none, I used to have. Like you, so phobias are linked to anxiety. So again, these are like, they become a part of your sort of characteristics and you just you can't separate the two whereas stress is very I mean everybody you can sort of separate it you can understand where it comes from like yeah I'm stressed because I might be pregnant or so like you know like stress is stress Mm -hmm. that stress is so much easier to speak about whereas and I do think people um, mix up the two because stress can be overwhelming but it's really sort of this like anxiety is, you can't verbalize it. Sometimes you can sometimes, but it often becomes very hard. And it's just seen in so many different ways. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and the the way it impacts you, like, I think that there is this group of people, which is why I want to do this series, because I think there is this group of people out there who are sitting at home, not getting the help they need. And I'm hoping that, somebody will sort of pull on some of these coping skills. Like even there's a muscle relaxation one that I want to try and do with people, but I'm just hoping that we don't sort of end up with a worse population than we already have now. I'm so afraid of that. Like, Mm. so this is my little piece of giving back to this community of mental health. This will be it. Like, I'm just like, I just want to talk about anxiety. So if we can teach people to sort of breathe through it, if we could teach people to sort of um, separate their mind from it, um, disconnect from the external things, maybe, maybe, I
1: don't know. It's, It's fascinating to me too. We all know how powerful the mind
0: is, but you realize that just as much as you have the capacity to think of negative things so do you so have the capacity to think of positive things and people don't realize that Mm -hmm. I'm like girl you could change you could think so much that's the
1: that's the kind of stuff I work on with people and I think I I have a a series on it from sometime in you know March April ish when uh, the Mm -hmm. pandemic first hit but really positive thought is so freaking powerful And it actually requires more effort to think negatively than it does positively. When you think negatively, you think about all of the negative possibilities, right? Like all 30 Mm -hmm. of them. I think
0: if I'm moving the house. It was the opposite. I feel like people could think so negatively on the spot.
1: But here's the thing. They can because we've been practicing it our whole lives. We haven't practiced yes, the worst simple case scenario, right? Worst case scenario, all of the worst case scenarios. So our, we're exhausting ourselves coming up with all the negative things that can happen when it takes less time to think about the one positive outcome that we would actually like to happen. How could this happen? How could, how could the result of this be something positive? If I leave Absolutely. the house, I may step on a hundred dollar bill. Oh my gosh, so much fun. So it's hundred. partially because of what is, going on in our lives and what we're holding on to so talking about those daily stressors it's because we're holding those stressors in our brains and in our hearts so i saw today on instagram one of my past clients she was talking about her experience at starbucks right? She walked in, no one greeted her. And immediately she got upset. Like how, like what kind of customer service this is? Like I have my mask on, I'm doing all the things I need to do. I walk in, all you have to do is say, hello, you know, blank. (laughs) What can I get for you? And they ignored her. And she later got on her stories to say that if, it felt like they ignored her for, you know, 20 minutes, but in reality it was just 20 seconds while they were getting the cash registered together and how quickly her mind went to, Oh, I'm going to ask to speak to a manager. Hmm. I'm going to write a negative review on Yelp. Like all these things she went to immediately, all of those scenarios, mm-hmm. what she was going to do because she didn't get properly greeted That's when she cool, got into the Starbucks, when it's, it takes literally, five seconds to be like well you know maybe they're maybe making they sure see. the area is clean yeah. so that yes. when i walk up to the register and i mm-hmm. accidentally place my hand on the counter i won't catch something <laughs> that yeah. i don't want um and then i i you know i thought about it i'm like it's probably what has been happening in her life over the past day two days three days that i have seen on instagram i mean she's no longer a client so i'm i'm you know i'm not up to the day-to-day in her days but I know that she's stressed out about um, homeschooling her two children, right? I can see that she's been complaining about drinking, having to drink coffee so she can finish the chores at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about this, um, the coping mechanisms, right? When we control some of those, the basic stressors in our life that helps us to avoid the overflow of the pot when we get into a situation that's a little bit more stressful or different yes. than what we have mm-hmm. already been coping with. Um, it's it's just so fascinating how powerful our minds are. Girl, and how much really we is. just like give it to the mind. We're like, yep, mm-hmm, mind, you're smart, do your own thing. But really we have to actively control that to make a difference in our own lives. Otherwise, Absolutely. it's just- we're letting the the world control us and
0: absolutely and people do
1: they do yes people are trapped
0: crap
1: <laughs> no we are Trap, far girl. more magical than this planet we are the magic mm-hmm. but
0: i wholeheartedly i do i wholeheartedly believe we are the magic girl mm-hmm. i love that we are the magic
1: you know what i'm gonna <laughs> write that down we are the mm-hmm. magic what you see i told you it was worth sticking around for thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it. If you share on social, please tag me at cheerfully Cheryl and tag at gifts of therapy. So we can thank you appropriately. Now, if you've been enjoying the podcast, please rate and review. It would be so awesome. And I would so appreciate it until next week, my friends. Well, you already know. Hey, did you know that there's a three-day goaltending challenge where you could win a Cheerfully Cheryl care package that has lots of goodies, including an Amazon gift card? The challenge takes you through three critical steps to achieve your biggest goals. Get started right now at cheerfullycheryl.com slash goaltending. And did I mention that it was completely free? Get started right now. Can't wait to see your wins. Cheerfully, Cheryl.